Welcome to the Coffee with Curls podcast, a place to have an honest conversation about everyday life with a side of knowledge and coffee. Tune in to a brand new episode. Hi, beautiful people. It is your host, Mimi, with the Coffee with Curls podcast. I had the pleasure of interviewing Gabby Mahan from Blogs by Gabby. And I also want to come on here before you guys listen to the interview to let you guys know that I appreciate you for tuning in, listening, supporting, sharing the podcast, leaving a review on iTunes for the podcast to be seen. And I appreciate this so much. This episode is going to wrap it up for the season. And I cannot wait for the season four to come more like towards the fall. So tune in and enjoy this episode. You're now listening to episode 42, season three, with special guest, Gabi Mahan. To the Coffee with Curls podcast, I have a special guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Hi guys, so my name is Gabby. Um, uh, Coffee with Curls and I, Noemi, um, we met on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, we both kind of just really bonded over a lot of the concepts that I'm very passionate about. Um, I have and created uh, Blogs by Gabby, and it's all about normalizing who we are, not only our bodies, but our personalities, learning to accept and love ourselves um, for our value systems and our, you know, everything about us. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about you. Are, are you from Texas? Yes. So I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, originally uh, born and raised from there. Um, my mom is half Peruvian or full Peruvian. So I'm half Peruvian. Um, okay. So I identify as a Latin American. Um, mm-hmm. So um, speak Spanish fluently, love the culture so much. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised here. So. So tell me the beginning of your blog, Blogs by Gabby. Yes. Yeah. So it's actually an interesting story because I honestly had no idea that I was going to turn it into what it is today. Um, but I really love writing. I've always loved it, always been very passionate about it. Um, and I just felt like I was lacking some sort of creativity in my life. Like I never was good at singing, never really playing any instruments. So I was like, okay, well, I really want to have some sort of creative passion. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to just start writing and at first I kind of just wrote and kept it to myself. And then I was like, you know what, like, why not for fun? Let me just make some like free little website, see what happens, put it out there, see if people like what they read and kind of go from there. And so at first it was really just that, like me writing blogs, um, things about health, mental health, physical health, relationships, family, all that type of stuff. Um, and then slowly but surely as people kind of started saying like, Hey, I really like your voice. I feel like you have, you found your voice. I like your writing style, you know, and as I've become more passionate about, um, you know, the body acceptance movement and just, um, positivity in general with regards to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to start sharing my journey on here and just let's see what happens. <laughs> I love so that. I did. Um, and then blogs by Gabby kind of turned into this, you know, place where I'm really focusing on empowering other women, um, to, you know, 
find a space where they can vocalize how they feel and vocalize their struggles and a space that we can, you know, kind of talk about, Hey, I'm struggling with this. You are too a relatable space. Um, and yeah, I, I started it and I kind of just started sharing a bit about my journey, my struggles with my own body and my health struggles, mental health wise too. And people were really liking what I was putting out there. And so I've just continued to be as vulnerable and as raw as possible. And I've really enjoyed it a lot. So now how long has the blog been around? So the blog has been around not that long. I think it's mm. been like five months. Oh, wow. It's pretty new. Yeah, it's very new. Yeah, very, very new. So yeah. I love it, it though. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so the blog's been around five months and I just started what I coin as the Normalize, Normalize You movement. Um, so I started it probably like two months ago or so. Um, and as I was kind of navigating Instagram and social media, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know, I, I want to hone in and focus in on something. I feel like there's all these hashtags out there. I kind of want to create something that's unique to me. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want there to be all this focus on the body. I want there to be focus on who we are as a whole, like our entire identity. And I think a lot of the times, personally, from what I've seen on social media, it's either, you know, one end of the spectrum or the other. It's very much hey, we're all about, you know, body positivity, body acceptance, and like living in a larger body, which is freaking awesome. I'm all about it. And then there's the other end, which is like fitness extreme and like being mm -hmm. thin. And there's like no happy medium, I feel like. Right. And so I was like, I feel like there's just all this focus on the body and not enough on us as a whole. And so for me, normalize you, the hashtag encompasses that because it has nothing to do with anybody else except yourself. So it's normalizing who you are because there's only one of you. I love that. So when I first, when you asked me to do it, I was like, oh yes. Because even with myself going through my own body struggles and you're right, there's an extreme of either you're working out like a maniac and you have to look a certain way if you're working out. So I struggled with that too, as I love to work out, but I don't look like a person quote unquote per se that works out. If that makes sense. Like you oh, see the totally. fitness body and all this stuff, the abs. And I mean, I love, I enjoy boxing and doing all kinds of yeah. things, but mm -hmm. the acceptance of all kinds of bodies, it doesn't have to look a certain way. So in your own journey, how did you come to accept yourself? So I struggled with an eating disorder for 10 years of my life. Um, and so that was a battle for sure. Um, just, I think it stemmed from a lot of, you know, um, familial things and just like trauma that I had personally. And then just society, like the society we live in has this unrealistic perception of like what the ideal body should look like. And I consumed it. I ate every bit of it. And I was like, I have to look this way. No guy will like me if I don't, I won't be accepted. I won't be beautiful enough. And I just, it consumed me. And, um, you know, it took over my life and led me to having an eating disorder for such a long time. Um, but I think honestly, what has led me to finally accept my body is going through that. Um, not saying that everybody has to go through, obviously I would never wish yeah. an eating disorder on anybody. Um, but I think going through that personally for me was kind of when I hit my rock bottom, I kind of hit like a point where I was like, screw this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate being so freaking focused on my body and what I look like. There's so much more to me that I'm not appreciating. Like what needs to change? And so I guess for me, not only that journey, but I think going to therapy mm -hmm. and 
psychoeducating myself and reading things about like health at every size, intuitive eating, how diets don't work, and really just focusing on loving myself internally, mm-hmm. I started to slowly but surely accept the exterior part of me. Have you always been open about mental health in regards to um, healing yourself or when did you come to that? Yeah. So I've always been really open about mental health. Um, So I started really pursuing psychology as a passion probably when I was, I want to say like 17 years old. And I like knew going into college is what I wanted to pursue and finishing my master's right now um, in- uh, Good for uh, you. Thank you. We need you. Yeah. And so I love it. And it's just been a continuous passion. So I would say, yeah, ever since I was probably like 18 or so is when I really started being vocal about mental health and, you know, normalizing struggles and really trying to end the stigma surrounding it. So when you started normalize you, the hashtag, what is something you learned by doing that? What have you learned from that? That's a great question. I love that question. Um, I think something that I've learned from it is that honestly, I think what I've learned from it is that what's so unique about it is that because it's such an open-ended quote unquote hashtag, because it's like normalize you, right? And you can mean so many different things to every single individual. And so I think what I've learned is when I first started it, I was like, okay, it's normalize you, but I am putting it, you know, I'm painting it on my chest, on my body, and I'm opening up and talking about you know, physical appearance and the ideal body type and anti-diet culture, you know, uh, diet culture and all anti-diets and stuff. So I think even though I was my goal, which has been this whole time to really make it all about you, it's unintentionally kind of been a bit more focused on the body. But Mm. I think what I've learned is that I have to ensure that in order to keep the idea behind it that I want, I can't be afraid of like ensuring to vocalize hey, it's not just about the body, even though this is a concept that we're all very, very passionate about. It's about everything about us. So I think I've learned that not only does society struggle with normalizing our bodies, but I think slowly but surely I've learned we normalize with, we struggle with normalizing a lot of things about us, Mm -hmm. like our personalities, little quirks we have, if we're weird, quote unquote, or if we're not, if we're dating, if we're not. I mean, there's just so many things about us. Like our identity is so complex. And so I think I've learned that, wow, things that I didn't think I, you know, thought much of, I actually like, oh, okay, I'm a little critical of that part of myself. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I being critical? I should be normalizing that part of myself. So I think I really learned that, through this, we're so much more critical about other things besides our body than I thought we were because there's just such a hyper-focus about the body in general. I agree. And it all connects, right? Because I think that once you start realizing what you're um, criticizing about your body, then you can also be aware of the other places and things that you're criticizing about yourself. And I think that also comes with like healing and understanding and it takes time. For sure right? And awareness that that's even going on. So what would you tell your 10 year, 10 year ago self? Oh man, I would have told her, don't put all of your worth into your body. (laughs) I would have told her to, um, you know, as hard as it is to not listen to society and to follow societal standards, to, um, be more open to cherishing the every part of me, and to really getting to learn who I am. Because I think 10 years ago, I was so hyper-focused on my body that I n- neglected learning. 
myself and like learning who I am as a person and what I value and what I'm passionate about. And, you know, just in a sense, um, I, I lacked a lot of confidence. And so I think I would just tell her to like, you're so much more than a body. Like, why don't you sit down and focus and acknowledge and appreciate all the other things about you and like start to learn who you are and like what makes Gabby who she is. That's beautiful. I think, you know, it comes with, I say with age, I really do. Cause yeah. this year I'd be turning 40 and uh, some people find like telling the age, like an issue for me is like a blessing to be able to say, Hey, I'm around to turn 40. Yeah. And with that comes with so much knowledge. I'm like, Oh shit. I wasted my twenties on the stupidest shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, sure. like waiting on like, uh, worrying about, uh, cellulite and just dumb stuff. Then honestly, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, I think, uh, and I'm curious as to what you think too, is like something when I was in high school, at least the environment that I was in is like, I programmed myself and like brainwashed myself into believing that like, no man will go out with me or I will never have a significant other unless I look like this ideal body type because God forbid I have stretch marks. God forbid I have cellulite. like God forbid I have quote unquote love handles. Like men don't like that. And like you said, as I've grown with Um, as I've grown older, you become wiser and you experience more and you, you know, you get more knowledge. I've really come to realize like, they do not care. Like it's so much more in our heads (laughs) than it is than what we think is really happening. And so I've just realized like, wow, like, no, they do not care as much as you think they do. And if they care, that's the wrong man for you. (laughs) Okay. It's so true. And I did, you know, also culturally, Mm-hmm. For me, that was an, an eye-opener as I got older because I remember growing up as a kid, it's like, well, don't eat too much because you don't want to be, you know, too chubby or um, be mindful. And then you deal with home, right? The family's making comments and then going to society and people making comments. So it's, I feel like our bodies are always judged all the time. So yes. the pressures of that, right? And yeah, of course, who the hell doesn't, I mean, I some even like social media now, like, of course, it's out of control. And you go on there, I'm like, hmm, so I need a bigger butt. Like literally, like I, I have a huge ass as is. I'm like, but do I want some more? And I've been guilty of like saying, yeah, I want some more. But I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so easy to get on social media and aimlessly scroll and then yes. just get so caught in this spiral of like, oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. Or like, oh my gosh, I want that outfit. Or I wish I had yes. that person's life. It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole because I've yes. done it a million and one times. Me too. Um, but I think changing, honestly, I think what changed the game for me with social media and like not not letting it get so toxic for me is really, really focusing on who I follow. Like, mm-hmm. am I following content that's positive? That is about, you know, love and caring one another and just a positive community, or is it all about comparison and who has the best body and fitspo and like all that stuff? Like uh-uh. I ex removed all that stuff out. And when I cleaned that out, I feel like I felt so much healthier. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, and it's someone said, I, one of my, one of somebody I was following had mentioned that your social media is like a vision board. Mm-hmm. So whatever you put, you're looking at consistently is what, you know, goes in the mind, right? We're computing that all the time. I said, that should make sense. I'm like, no, I mean, yeah. it's with everything. Social media can be good and bad. And the connection is like, look us right now we're connected. Mm-hmm. And I may, which is amazing. Right. And I love this. <laughs> I met like the amazing people on social media, which I love. Right. Yes. Even in quarantine you know it's been great 
but yes, the other stuff is like, okay, but um, I'm definitely in the acceptance stage for sure. And I'm more comfortable and that feels so much better. Oh my gosh. Freeing. Doesn't it feel freeing? Yes. 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 I don't care about the roles. What's a little role, you know, who cares? And I think the thing too around it is like, even the people that are, you know, slim or in smaller bodies, they have the roles. They just don't show them. Like people don't show them, you know, and I'm very aware of the body that I'm in. Like, I'm aware that I have thin privilege. I'm aware that, you know, I'm not in a, a larger body, you know, but I still have the roles. I still have the cellulite. I still have the stretch marks, you know, I could easily not show it to you. And you wouldn't even think twice about it. Like you wouldn't even like, Oh, that girl doesn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to do that because that would, I wouldn't be being my authentic self. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh yeah, guys, I'm so perfect. Like my body head to toe is great. And I have no insecurities because that's not true. Nobody, nobody that's has right. body. They don't. And you know what? I'd love to see um, people's soul, mm-hmm. their being, like, I feel that's beautiful. Whoever you are, it doesn't matter. Like getting to know people and knowing their core of who they are. 100%. What drives them to me that like that's beautiful if you can find that in yourself. So I'm conscious when I make connections with people that um, it's a good one. I try oh, anyway. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I try. So what do you how do you see your blog progressing? How do you see in the next year? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just talking about that with one of my good friends the other day. Um, you know, honestly, I, I really hope my hope is that I continue to reach a lot of women and just individuals in general. You know, I would really love my following to increase. I know that comes with time. I, I sometimes put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, gosh, why don't you have a a higher following? Like da da da, whatever. And I start to criticize sometimes. I'm like, okay, Gabby, you just started this like five months ago. Like relax. (laughs) (laughs) It will come. But my hope in the next year is to increase my following, obviously, and like reaching more people. I think, um, making more people aware of the normalize you movement. So make really educating more people on what the movement is and seeing other people wanting to use it in their content too, and like open up to others about it. Um, and I think, you know, just really consistent, high quality and like, um, picture wise, but then also message wise. Like I want to, I always want to ensure that everything I'm putting out there is my raw and authentic self. And I want that to be consistent across the board a year from now, two years from now, you know, 10 years from now, I never want that to change. And so I hope that a year from now it's consistently authentic and, you know, new ideas come to my mind that I can put into words and put into content and really share with everybody else. I think you're doing a good job. Thanks. I appreciate that. Keep pushing on. Yeah. It takes time, you know? So what is one word that describes you? One word. Girl, one word. That's hard. (laughs) (laughs) One word. Okay. One word. Okay. I think I'm going to say introspective. Oh, and why? Because I am always, always wanting to learn more about myself. I feel like I'm very insightful. So I I guess introspective or insightful, one of the two, they're kind of synonymous, but um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I have a lot of insight about who I am as a person, my experiences and what I've gone through. I feel like they provided me me with a lot of knowledge on, on a lot of the concepts that I'm really passionate about. And yeah, I just always am wanting to learn more about myself. And I feel like I learn new things every day. Um, and I feel like anytime anybody asks me like, oh, Hey, tell me about you or tell me about this experience or what do you think about this? I feel like I always have a lot to share because I just love sharing knowledge and, you know, personal experiences. So 
That was amazing. So where was the last place you traveled to? The last place I traveled to was um, Seattle, Washington. Oh, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I went for my best friend's wedding. She got married. Yeah, Um, it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's known as like the rainy city. It rains there a lot. But thankfully, when we were there, it didn't rain. Um, It was a little chilly. It was cold. Um, But it's, it's beautiful. It's very serene, very calm, very just like welcoming and warm. Everybody there is so kind. It's very, um, very laid back and chill, like not super, super upbeat and super energetic like other cities maybe. It's very laid back and very simple. Everyone lives a very simplistic life and just kind of does their own thing. And at least from what I've seen, very quiet and just quaint. Mm. Okay. So tell me what is one message that you can share with anyone who's struggling with their body image? Um, I think the message that I would share would be hang in there. Um, It definitely takes time. I think I would say, don't forget that the goal isn't to all of a sudden love yourself one day. Cause I think there's this spectrum of like, I either have to love my body or love myself, or I have to hate myself or dislike myself. And I personally think that it's a journey and it's a spectrum. So it's like, why don't we start with, okay, I don't love my body, but I also don't hate it. Okay. So, you know, let's move towards the acceptance stage. So like, what are some things that are maybe not the parts that you hate, like what are some things that you do like, you know, and then work with that. I think just reminding yourself that like, it's okay. You're not alone. Everybody struggles all the time. Even people who are in the stage of body acceptance still struggle. Like I still struggle, you know, every so often of like having a little nitpicky thought about myself. So just reminding myself that it takes time and to be patient and to proceed with grace because it's, it's not a one size fits all. And it just, as long as you're patient and you give it time, like you'll get there. So and overall with the blog, what's the message you want people to connect with your blog? I think overall with the blog, the message that I want people to connect with would be um, the fact that we have so much more to offer as individuals than just our bodies and that we can pursue anything we want, that we put our minds to, anything we put hard work and effort into as long as we are passionate about it and have good intention behind it. And I don't think you need your body to achieve those things. You don't need your body to be in a healthy relationship. You don't need your body to be happy. Like you don't need your body to look a certain way in order to be able to live your life. Like your body is there to, you know, be there with you and to respect you. And to, if you just listen to it, like it will do what it needs to do. And so I would say I, when I, when people look at my page, I want them to think, okay, this girl isn't waiting for her body to look like a certain way. She isn't waiting to lose those 10 pounds so she can go live her life. She's living her life right now, irrespective of what her body looks like. That's That's beautiful. I love that. I love the whole, um, listen, I even got sick of, uh, die culture. That shit is so exhausting. (laughs) It's so exhausting. And I was over it. And right before quarantine, I was working my ass off. I had lost weight. I had lost like, I don't know, like them get 30 pounds. And I mm-hmm. gained it back. And I've been very open about that just because mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, we're in a whole pandemic. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Because if we're about to fall off the damn planet at this point, where all this stuff is going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. That is like sure. the last of my worries. What I, what I care about is my family, my friends, mm-hmm. and, you know, just people. Like all this other stuff really doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day. For sure. So, so tell me, do you have a favorite book? Are you a reader? 
Yes. I love reading all about um, psychology. I'm a nerd with psychology. I love Um, (laughs) my favorite book. Honestly, I would say intuitive eating. I think that's my favorite book in that collection of books. Okay. I need to read that because I love books. It's super good. Do you have any idea like what intuitive eating is about or the concept? Mm -mm. So I love the book because I think um, it's just so knowledgeable and it gave me so many light bulb moments where I'm like, wow, why didn't somebody tell me this when I was freaking 14 or 15 years old? Like, <laughs> what the heck? Um, but basically the concept of intuiting, intuitive eating is ditching diet culture, stop mm-hmm. dieting, and learning to have a healthy relationship with not only food, but your body, and learning to listen to your hunger cues and your satiation cues. And if you learn to listen to your body, it will tell you when it's hungry, it will tell you when it's full, and you don't have to diet. And your body will naturally gravitate towards a healthy weight and healthy set point. Oh, I need to read that. That's on my list. Yes, definitely read it. It's incredible. It's honestly, it's game changing. Like I'm reading it, I think for the third time right now. I really? Okay. I'm one of those people too. I love the four agreements. Mm, okay. I haven't heard about that one. It's amazing. So it really goes into like, um, it's like four basic agreements. It's a real quick read. I read it every time I go away. I take it with me on the airline. Like okay. And one of the agreements that um, always sticks with me when I talk to people is never to take something personal, never take things personal because the way people are is a reflection of them versus a reflection of you. That's so true. <laughs> it is. True. And it was yeah. so eye-opening when I read that. I'm like, oh, I was like, what the hell? I didn't know about this. But you know, yeah. it takes time. But it's oh. an amazing book. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I definitely am going to put that on my list too. That sounds awesome. Like a great yes. book. I won my own library. That's one my goal in my life yeah. is it. to have a library in, like, in my house besides shoes. It's like shoes, <laughs> library. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have way too many shoes. It's honestly embarrassing. Oh Lord. <laughs> We can talk about this for sure. I think I have over 200 pairs and it's ridiculous. You beat me. Yep. You beat me. I think I counted like 120 as well. 300. That's a lot. lot. (laughs) And I'm in denial. I think it's more, but I stopped counting at one point. Fine. We're just going to hide those in the back. We're just not going to look. We're just not going to look. I just stuffed them. At this point, everything is stuffed. I don't even know where anything is. It's so funny. Oh, so what is something that you're willing to share about yourself that people don't really know about you? Ooh, that's hard. Okay. Um, that people do not know about me. Ooh, okay. Um, let's see. So I've only ever been in two relationships in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I'm young, so I'm, I'm going to be 25 this year. So I'm 24 right now but I've only really been in one serious relationship. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that about me. I think a lot of people, you know, in the society that we live in, people, they look at somebody who's in their twenties, they're like, oh yeah, they've dated around, they've done X, Y, Z. Like, you know, they've, they know what they want relationship wise kind of, or whatever, at least they've been around and they know. Um, but I, I feel like I know what I want in a relationship for sure. Um, but I haven't had that much experience with relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, People assume that I have had a lot of experience, but I haven't. Um, And it hasn't been by, you know, oh, I haven't found the quote unquote one. I just think that I know what I want in a relationship and I feel like I know what I can offer. I know what I can give. And unfortunately, a lot of the times when it's been in a circumstance, like the person wants to be in a relationship with me, I, we just, our standards haven't really aligned or value systems haven't aligned. And those people haven't been ready to like be in a committed relationship. And so 
I've decided just to be like, you know what? I'd rather just be single than mm. kind of waste my time dating somebody that doesn't have the same value system or like, you know, looks at relationships the same way that I do. Well, good for you for figuring that out. Thank you know, you. Live your truth. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So yeah. lastly, what have you learned about quarantine, about yourself during quarantine? Oh my gosh. What have I learned about myself during quarantine that I cannot, mm, that quarantine is dangerous for me because I love my pajamas. <laughs> I love my pajamas. It's like my favorite item of clothing. When I get my pajamas at nighttime, I'm like ready for bed. I'm like, heck yes. <laughs> That's part of my day. Um, it is dangerous for me to be in quarantine because I feel like it's so easy for me to work from home. I don't really have to be on video very often. So the amount of times that I've literally like thrown on a nice shirt and just like done my hair decently and like kind of put a little bit of makeup on and then literally was wearing joggers or like sweatpants or like sleeping shorts, there's way too many to count. Um, so I think I've learned that I am a homebody. I really am a homebody. Like I love being social and going out and I'm outgoing but I love my home, my space. And I always thought of myself as like the super extrovert person, which I, I think I am, but I think I've also found the introvert side of me too, of like, I really do like my space and like being alone sometimes and just kind of doing my thing and doing my routine. And I, I like the solidarity. And so I didn't really know that about myself because everyone's always, ex, you know, kind of described me as, oh, Gabby, the extrovert, like super outgoing all the time. Mm. Which I am, but um, I think there's a little bit of an introvert inside of me too. Oh, I'm introverted. So I'm loving this. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, you're this all is life. It. I'm all about, and I'm like you, right? It's so funny. So I have, of course, Zoom has been the way of life for all of us, yes. right? Professionally. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us are, what do they say? Party downstairs and like professional on the top. So you're all yes. dressed, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. In my, <laughs> it's so, so funny. funny to say that because my, um, my professor for my graduate school, my program, um, he was so blunt with us on like one of the first day of our classes for this last quarter. He was like, honestly, the amount of time, like right now, you guys, I'm wearing a button down in front of you, but like, I'm literally wearing sweatpants right now. So just, I'm just going to put that out there. I was like, Hey, you do you, man. You do you. And it was just so funny. He was like, yep. Just had a glass of wine, um, you know, an hour ago and I'm wearing sweats and a button down. That's where That's we're at. It. I was like, I love it. Own it. I love it. So, it's so funny because yeah. You know, people working from home, the kids are in the background. So I have, I work for clinical research companies. So our companies okay. worldwide. So we talk to everybody around the world, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you hear the dogs barking in the, in the background. Oh my God. The other day, somebody was having a private conversation, like a sexy private conversation. There were not a mute. We're like, hello, mute your phone. No. <laughs> mute your phone. Oh no. I was like, Ooh, that sounds good. I'm like, don't mute your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my gosh. were they ashamed were they embarrassed yes. they, yeah I'm it was sure. 30 people on the call so yeah oh no that's and I'm like, hey at least we're not going to be seeing each other in person anytime soon so it's like they're, okay, no. you. <laughs> they're like in London so they're overseas anyway but oh, still okay but still but you know you know what that's I mean I'm like, it's like I that, know what you did. That's the two that talked on Zoom about <laughs> inappropriate things. <laughs> I would. I feel like I need like the all the version of it. I need an update. Yeah. <laughs> so oh went my down. God. That's so funny. So funny. Oh, this person had like a middle finger in the background, like a, a hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I mean, people are at home, so they're like at their like little uh, desk, yes. you know, their setup. Yeah. 
Of course. Oh, the funniest thing I've seen. Or people that have like their hilarious. underwear and then it's like dress up on the top, drawers in the bottom. Bottom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh Lord. That is funny. It's it's been uh, a movie. I said this is hysterical, right? I Honestly, mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Quarantine <laughs> has really been an adventure. It has. We need to write. We all should write something collectively, yes. right? Yes. Put it together and have chapters of 2020 because this has oh. been yeah this has been unreal honestly <laughs> yes so tell me where people can find you share so, all your stuff yeah for sure so people can find me on instagram at blogs by gabby um you can find me on facebook at blogs by gabby um and then you can also find me on my website and it's literally blogsbygabby.com. so blogs by gabby and then gabby is spelled g-a-b-i um putting that out there because i know there's a lot of ways to spell gabby so <laughs> yeah well i want to take my time to appreciate you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. No, thank you so much. I feel honored that you asked me to be on the podcast and I'm really looking forward to continuing connecting with you. Yes, absolutely. So have a good one, girl. Thank you. you Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's affirmation is give yourself the space to grow. Hey, gorgeous people. One last thing. You can find the podcast on the following platforms. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, in Radio Public. You can listen to the podcast really on any platform that you prefer to listen to this episode or any of my episodes. And one last thing, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That's the way they can find us. The more the reviews are on there, the more the podcast gets to be seen. As always, I appreciate you guys. And until the next one, have a good one.